Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. I want you all to picture this. So you're in a room full of available and eligible bachelors, and somehow they all seem to be talking to other women. There's a lot of things going on in your head. You don't want to give the wrong impression. You're wondering how you come across and you end up sitting in a corner of the room with your arms folded, talking to your other depressed girlfriends, wearing a frown on your face and you ask yourself, well, why don't guys ever approach me? And then you start getting in your head about not wanting to waste time or sending the wrong signals. This is a common scenario that I hear a lot of people complain about, and then they go on to hypothesize, well, there's really no decent men out there. And the fact of the matter is, ladies, there are amazing men out there. And each sex has a responsibility when it comes to approachability and attraction. Ladies, there are some fantastic guys, but here's the truth. They really do need those signals. They need those signals that you are open, that you're willing to be approached. It's like, you know, and I talk about this in other podcasts, it's dropping the handkerchief so the men will come and pick it up. You metaphorically almost have to throw a bone at them to (laughs) practically hit them over the head with it so that they know they have permission to engage with you. But let's face it, you weren't born with the innate ability to flirt. No one is. And then moving on to create that intrigue and trigger attraction, nobody is born that way. Look, flirting is a way of being. It's a skill that gets observed somewhere in in somebody's life. It could be from, you know, friends growing up. It's, It's learned behavior. And if you haven't had exposure to it, or maybe you've been exposed to it in a way that it became scary, then you have an association around flirting, and then you actually have those fears. People who are good at it picked it up from someone, and it could be their environment again, and then they put it into practice. But many women think of flirting as something scary or hard to do or that misleads a man. And I assure you, because I see this all the time when I'm doing my wing gal sessions, it's not as hard as you're making it. Usually it's way bigger in our head than it actually is. I want to share actually a small story with you. There was a woman that I coached, and she had a lot of fears around flirting, actually for many reasons. One is kind of what was told to her when she was young and how she should and should not, you know, kind of react and be with men. But then on top of it, she was a widow, and she'd been married to this guy for a very long time, so she really felt like a fish out of water. And then she proceeded to tell me that she's very picky. So she didn't want to turn it on, so to speak, and give the wrong impression. So we went out and we walked into this hotel lobby and she looked in the room and she turned to me and she said, Kim, there is no one here I'm remotely interested in. So can we go somewhere else? I said, oh no, you hired me to help you get out of your own way. And we're doing this. We're going to go in and I want you to flirt with everybody and anybody that you see. 
Because here's the thing, and again, I'm just going to keep saying this over and over in my podcasts. The true definition of flirting is to behave as though you're attracted to somebody without the serious intentions of an outcome. That last part is what trips everybody up because everyone gets attached to the outcome before they even walk into the room. So I told her to let go of that. And I just wanted her practicing, creating a magnetic energy and a playful energy that drew people to her. So we ended up talking to this group of guys in the bar. And again, she said to me, she said, Kim, just so you know, I'm not attracted to any of these guys. I said, I got it. I got it loud and clear. I still want you to flirt. So I modeled for her. And as she started seeing me do it, she started getting into it. And suddenly we were having a really fun time. In fact, these guys were awesome. We were laughing. We were having fun. And there was this one guy in particular. He was a little bit shorter. And again, not her prototype, so to speak. And she whispers in my ear halfway through the conversation with these guys. And she said, oh, my God that guy's actually kind of hot. He's really sexy. I said, oh, really? You mean the guy that you didn't find attractive when we first walked in? And she kind of smiled because she knew that I got her. But it was an important lesson for her. And from that moment on, she really dated differently. She you know, went in with a more open mind. And she found that when she created that playfulness and she turned it on, she had better dates as well. And she actually would be able to draw it out of the guy as well. So again, we, we each have responsibility in this whole thing called chemistry. And, and here's the other thing I want to say. You don't have to move on to anyone, right? Like, isn't that a great problem to have if you have all these people flocking to you and you get to choose who you move on with and who you turn away from? And that, that's it. So I, I actually have a special lady on the line with me today that we're going to talk about this very topic. I originally met her, actually, because I did a virtual makeover with her. And the, those of you who don't know my virtual makeovers, it's an hour session where we go over wardrobe and I give you know, tips about your body type and your colors and different outfits that you know, would look good on you, especially when it comes to your dating image. And since our session after talking to her, maybe, I think it was like two weeks after, she said, Kim, my life has changed drastically <laughs> since that session, which was so lovely. But then there were some new challenges that have surfaced since, as she was explaining to me, in dating and attracting the right guys and how to flirt appropriately. So I want you all to meet Sue. Hi, Sue. Hello. Hello there. How are you? Hi. I am doing great. And Yes, things are shifting in the right direction, and I'm looking forward to having 2018 be the best year for me yet. Woohoo! I love it. Well, you know, can you share with everyone what has happened since our session? Because you've made some drastic changes, including what you're doing right now. Well, um, it started out when in our session I had uh, more or less invited you into my closet and my shoes and everything, and... <laughs> You had <clears throat> pretty much told me, no, get rid of this, and well, this is what you need, and so you made suggestions, and I actually did buy several of them, and wore one of the very favorite dresses to the office Christmas dinner, and I felt like a million bucks in it. Oh, I really I, did. You looked and like a million day, bucks, yeah. 
fit in my date, acted like he was actually very proud to have me on his arm. Of course, it was a friend, but I think it may come into something more than just friend if I played my cards right. Nice. And um, I'm wearing some of the outfits to work. I kind of have to temper them what I can and can't because I work at a law office. But um, I just feel good about it. And things have even turned around so much that I've recently purchased a home. And today is my move-in day for my house. That is amazing. I I just, it feels like things are, they've done a 180 for the better. I so love that. And, you know, I talk about that all the time. I think you even had a discussion with me about is how like small changes can add up to the bigger win and it can really build, like create a momentum with your life so that, you know, as you start growing with confidence and really kind of tuning into your needs and what you're wanting for your life and then taking action on it. And, and you, I mean, Boy, have you done that. So congrats. This is amazing. But then, yeah, and you have mentioned now there's some new kind of things that have surfaced (laughs) and challenges that you're having. So do do you want to? Well, I've been doing the online dating and uh, talked to a few men, but some of them, I guess it's my dating or my flirting style that's needing a little honing here. Because sometimes I'll try to flirt with them and they'll they'll just act like, did I just hear what you just said? And there was one gentleman that I've been out with him now three times. And even though the first time we were supposed to meet up, I'd gotten the flu and he offered to come and take care of me. And I thought, well, that's kind of soon. But he also still is a little skeptical on my flirting style. Mm. But mm-hmm. I'm, Tell I me more I have about to learn that. how to read him. Well, okay. What is your flirting style currently? Like, tell me more about that. What are you doing? Well, you first trying? of all, I try to take my foot out of my mouth <laughs> 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 and, because that's where it usually lands. I'm, I'm, I'm totally inadept when it comes to a flirting. I'm trying to make little jokes, but most men look at me like, what did you just say? Mm-hmm. And then I kind of recoil back into my shell. It's like, oh, crud, I've done it mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And then they'll either that or they'll take the jokes in the a wrong fashion. And I'll feel like I've overextended myself or given them the wrong signals. Uh, okay. And how do you know that the guys are confused by you and your messages or taking it the wrong way? Like what clues are they giving you? Are they telling you that or is it just something you're assuming? Well, their body language or Mm -hmm. they will make suggestive comments. Ah, like what? Um, thinking that we're moving too quickly. They'll say that to you. Well, not really say it, but they'll suggest something else. And I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. whoa, whoa. No, don't go down there yet. Uh-huh. Okay. So you're trying to discern, like, what's the right way to give the signals and pace it out in an appropriate way kind of thing. Exactly. 
Got yeah. it. Okay. Let me ask you, I mean, and this kind of just, just so I have a little bit of background, because I don't know all of you and just your journey up until now. What was your experience like when you were younger around flirting? Did you date a lot or did you have some experiences? Um, I only dated a few men <clears throat> and I married at age 20 mm-hmm. and got out of the, uh, the marriage 31 years later. Mm-hmm. And I, I really didn't get the opportunity, I guess, to get out there and flirt and learn how to do it properly. Mm-hmm. And which, and, you know, I talk about this all the time. I believe that's what confidence is. It's how I define confidence is experience, right? And so it seems like from yeah. your experience, you haven't had a lot of dating um, that went no. on prior to your marriage and even what that looked like or felt like when it comes to flirting, right? Well, like in your mind, what is your definition of flirting? I mean, I said what the dictionary definition is, but for you, what does it mean? For me, my definition would be uh, sending enough positive vibrations to a gentleman to let him know that I'm interested without making it be a billboard. Mm, mm -hmm. Kind of subtle. Mm -hmm. Can you give me examples of like what you've tried? You said that you've been working with things like body language and maybe joking and that kind of thing. Can you give me examples of what you tried? Well, um, the last experience that I've had, we were sitting across the table at a fast food restaurant, just having coffee Mm-hmm. and making small small talk and jokes and reach across and kind of touch his hand a little bit, kind of mm-hmm. let him know that, yes, I was interested, and then kind of a sly look, you know, like you might see someone walking by and just kind of get a, a little nod of your head and kind of a smile and mm-hmm. that seemed to work. But then he's like, are you really interested? And I thought, where's the tack hammer? (laughs) (laughs) I just need to subtly tap him and say, yes, I really was. Uh, Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So let me ask you, what are your intentions? Like, what do you want? If you could like kind of wave your magic wand right now and say like, this is how I want it to progress. And this is what I want out of this guy. Well, I'm questioning whether that would be the guy that I want to be with. But mm-hmm. if I were to meet the, the right one, the one that absolutely made my heart skip a beat, I would probably try a little bit more uh, slow physical contact, such as take his arm if we walked mm-hmm. across the parking lot mm-hmm. or let him know in that respect that he can approach me a little bit more than just two feet away mm-hmm. and have him respond by, by putting his arm around me or around my waist and opening the doors and the gentlemanly like thing. Yeah. You sound almost a little unsure with this particular guy, like whether or not you want to even progress or go there. I am. What, what's that about? Like what is stopping you from having what you just told me be with this guy? Like, what are you, you know, kind of reserved about with him? Because he lives 
about 40 miles away. And mm. a bulk of the gentlemen that I've met, they already have either a career that they're established in or a home that they're not about to leave, or they have children and grandchildren that they don't want to leave. And this man, he's still a little rough around the edges. And he's even admitted to me that he still feels there is a wall around him. And I asked him point blank, I said, so what would melt the wall? Mm. And he said, I'm not sure. Uh Uh-huh. And are you open with him in the way that you feel? I've tried to be. Mm -hmm. Yes, I have tried to be. Okay. Well, that's interesting what you just said. And first of all, thank you for sharing all that because I'm sure you listening, all of you out there, you can relate. Because I think a lot of the stuff that you're talking about, many people kind of grapple with and it can be confusing. But I think that the truth is, is that you're confused about this guy. You have mixed feelings. So the messages that you're sending him might also be confusing. Likely so, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Because you told me like in your kind of magic wand scenario that you'd be going full force with somebody you were totally into, right? And I think you'd be more comfortable with kind of the sexual signals and maybe even getting more sexual with that guy. But with this guy, there's things that are preventing you from moving forward. So it's like you almost have like two sides of you that are fighting each other internally. It's like, well, I know I'm supposed to give the guy the signal to kind of keep it going and see where it goes. But on the other hand, I'm kind of unsure. And so maybe that's why he's asking, are you sure about this? Because I think he might be confused how you feel too, because you're confused. Well, and just like with him saying that he had the wall around himself, Mm -hmm. I know that to a certain extent that I do because um, back, well, we ended the relationship or he ended the relationship back in March, another man that I was ready to commit the whole bit. And I was pretty well laid my, my soul bare for him. Mm. And he was, I can't say anything bad about him. He's just wonderful. But when I asked him about meeting his daughter, that's when it just, it was gone. Ah. And it just died? I I was, pardon? It just died after that? He ghosted me. He ghosted. Oh. Well, he had had been here over a Saturday night. Mm -hmm. And then we went to breakfast. And I'm probably telling too much, but... um, then he walked me back up to the door and then I asked him about that. Well, he did let me know when he got home because he lived 60 miles away. And then after that, I heard nothing more from him. No calls, no text, no messages and nothing. And mm. I hurt greatly over that one. Oh, wow. I'm sorry you experienced and that. To That's me, hard. That, yeah. that damaged my confidence very badly. Mm-hmm. Well, and then you also shared in the beginning that you, you had been married for 30 years as well. 31. 
31, and which is also a long time in a marriage that also, I think, you know, do you want to talk a little bit about that relationship? Well, that one started out as a blind date. Mm -hmm. And I honestly, I can joke about it now. I was so blind. I didn't know what I was doing. (laughs) (laughs) But it, it just felt, well, at the time that I had met him, I was actually almost engaged to another man and the one that I ultimately married, he just seemed like he had the whole package and we were on the same page of what we wanted for life. And well, I was such a mouse in our marriage. I think that might've done part of the damage because I was modeling myself after my mom, Mm -hmm. not a good thing. And we had four children together, and he had uh, strayed, I'll be nice, he strayed at Mm. uh, year number eight, Mm -hmm. and then we pretty well held it together to raise the children, and in 2011, I found out that he was at it again, and I thought, you know what? I'm strong enough now that I can make it on my own. So I filed for divorce, moved out. My children all supported my decision. And if I hadn't had their support, I would have really been a wreck. Mm -hmm. And I went to counseling to pull myself back together. And I joined support groups and everything I could to build myself back up. And then I started dating here and there, but my confidence was still very shaky. And I, I didn't even know if I wanted a man in the same room as I was. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that, Sue. Like, and I'm sure all of you listening can really feel what Sue's saying. I, I, you know, relationships are hard. And even though maybe they didn't turn out the way that we hoped, there are gifts and we learn from them. And I think you indicated some of that. But what you're saying is so crucial. And there's a strong connection and why I also think flirting is hard. So here's the thing. You first of all, had a lack of experience and dating experience before these men, right? And so you were exactly. kind of up and trying to understand how to navigate dating and attract something different. Then you had, you know, because you had a, a marriage then, like you said, he strayed. And on some level, that was, you know, another, a huge hurt and an abandonment of what you thought, you know, you had in the beginning. And then you said you took a long time to build yourself up, you know, those, but then you met this other guy and then he broke you down again and there was hurt again and he ghosted. And so on some level there was another abandonment, right? So now you, you have these fears around getting hurt again and the abandonment again. And so there's this trepidation that I feel from you as you're moving through, you know, a new set of guys and, and this experiencing dating. So I think this kind of mixed message that you're sending off is somewhat internal within yourself because like on one hand, you do want a loving relationship and partnership. On the other hand, you don't want to get hurt. And so anytime there's some red flags, you're going to recoil you know, like kind of shut that down because you don't want to get hurt again. Does that make sense? 
that you have described me perfectly. Ah, okay. Well, and you know what, Sue, here's the thing. Here's what I would recommend. And, you know, first of all, you're a relationship girl, (laughs) you know, kind of true and true. I so hear that. (laughs) And you are caring and you're loving. And you said like, you know, you kind of shut down your voice during your marriage. And that was just a pattern passed down. This is your chance to have your voice to be seen starting from the hot dress that you bought after we did our virtual makeover to I love that dress too. <laughs> right? And I think that dress was actually a metaphor for you of coming out, of having a voice, saying here I here I am, this is what I want. But here's the thing, you don't have to get into another relationship right now. I know that that's been your experience. But I would love for you to learn how to date lightly, have fun, because in essence, what you're doing is dating yourself. You're getting to know yourself of all what you like, what you don't like, and you don't have to get attached to anybody right now. It's kind of like shopping for a dress, to be honest. Like, (laughs) you don't have to get attached to one dress and wear it all the time. I want you trying on many dresses and seeing what you like. And guess what? different dresses, different men are going to feel differently on. And that is going to be the beauty about you kind of not worrying so much about getting into this attachment. Is he right? Is he wrong for me? Instead, ask yourself, oh, I like, you know, what do I like about him? What are some things that don't sit right for me? But then you keep on going. Does that all make sense? Does that resonate with that? Uh, yes, it does. And in fact, um, once the, the house payment actually hits me, I'm thinking I'm going to be getting a second job so I can pay for it. And in that order, what I'm hoping will happen is I can get out in the public a lot more than my, my main job mm-hmm. and possibly open myself up where, where I can meet more people, oh, more men. That. I love it. And then when you do that, I want you to flirt and have so much fun flirting with all your different dresses that you won't care really about the outcome right now. (laughs) You'll just have fun getting the attention, sharing, you know, kind of putting yourself out there, feeling good about yourself. Because I think that's what's tripping you up right now. Like there's almost like a heaviness around flirting for you. And I, and, and flirting shouldn't be that. Like, so in your head about it, you know, it's more about being in your body and then just enjoying the process because here's the thing. And I'm going to give you kind of three tips in getting you started in this direction. And all of you listening, this is a great way to get clear on what it is you want and your definition of flirting and how you can kind of go about this for yourself. The first thing, and I think we kind of uncovered it today, is really getting clear with yourself on how you feel about the person and what it is that you want. I think there was some confusion for you about like what you're supposed to do with these guys, (laughs) you know? It's okay that you don't like that he's long distance and that he has these walls around him because 
you're not marrying him tomorrow. I don't want you to even think about that. But can you enjoy his company and maybe make out with him a couple times? And, you know, but that's on <laughs> you. Like, you have to get clear what it is you want and then give that guy the message and share your voice and what it is that you want. Because that, that confidence, that, you know, inner confidence of what it is that you want will be much clearer to the men. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, is I want you to be almost like a kid in the candy store and taste many different candies right now. I mean, Sue, you've only had like a Hershey bar and a gobstopper at this point. Like you need to experience, I mean, how do you know you don't like lollipops? Like there, you, you just, you haven't tasted enough. And, and I know that's actually a little bit of a sexual metaphor, but so be it. I mean, maybe that's what you need to do. And just kind of, um, but again, it's all up to you and your values and what it is you want. Um, and the third thing is in order to help you do that, I do something with my clients that people find really helpful, especially when they're relationship oriented, because, and, and I'll ask you, I don't know if this is you totally, but is there a level of guilt a little bit when you, you're dating multiple people? Like, is it hard for you to kind of jump from guy to guy? Do you feel like bad that you should kind well, of, I don't know. Uh, I don't want to sound terrible, but at one time I was actually seeing three at one time and I had broken off with one because mm-hmm. it just didn't feel right. And then the second one, I, I, I felt like it was kind of stagnating. And when I told him, I said, well, I think I, we need to, to stop before any attachments are formed. And he told me, he said, well, it's too late. And I've seen him recently, you know, just out in public and mm-hmm. he's still very nice. And then that left the the one that I really 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 wanted, the one that ghosted me. Uh, yeah, don't let and, that stop to you. To me, he's almost like my gold standard. Don't let that stop you. And in fact, what right now it might be your gold standard, but as you get more experience with dating, you might look back on at this guy and realize that actually he wasn't. He was not the prize that you thought he was. Oh. Do you know what I'm saying? Like to quote might... a friend. Yeah. To quote a friend of mine, she said, mm-hmm. you thought you had found your knight in shining armor, and instead all it was was an idiot in tinfoil. <laughs> I love your friend. That's hilarious. Yes. And then some love, right. It's a shiny object, but with very little substance and value is really what your friend yes. is saying. And, you know, the guys who are very um, charismatic sometimes and, you know, look really charming and good looking. And here's what I'll say about that, Sue. Of course, you're going to find that attractive because think about it. You're almost like an adolescent again. You, you kind of missed that part of your life where you dated a lot and you got that experience. And so think of yourself more like a teenager. And, you know, what do teenagers do? They get caught up with the cute guys and the, you know, and the popular guys. And so you, you're, you were kind of in that state. But as you grow and you gain more experience and confidence, you'll see that, yeah, 
you unravel the tinfoil and there's nothing in there except maybe some burnt steak or whatever it is. But it's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of metaphors today. Um, but, but here's the thing here. I wanted to give the third tip on how you can kind of date and date with intention and get to know yourself in the process. I call them dating buckets. So what you do is I, I believe there are like three buckets that you can put people in. And by the way, men who are listening, this pertains, this is not like, you know, just for women. This is, I teach my men to this. There's one bucket that I call the fun bucket. Now, these are people who you have fun with, like maybe you're sexually attracted to them. Maybe they're, they make you laugh. They have, you know, it's just something that's more fun. But if you really look at them deeply, they're not partner people. Like in terms of a long-term relationship, they're just not there. So you put those people in the fun bucket and then, yeah, you can just have fun with them. And as long as you're upfront with them and they're upfront with you, whatever that means, it's like maybe you just date lightly, you, you go dancing with them, whatever fun means to you. The second bucket I call the potential bucket. Now, these are people that you might consider somebody who would be relationship oriented. It's like, yeah, I can kind of see some qualities that I'm looking for in a relationship. But you don't know yet. You know, you still have to collect data. So you're going to put those people in that bucket. Now, you're going to pace things out differently with the people in the fun bucket versus the relationship. So this is going to address your kind of question about pacing. The ones who are the fun bucket, you can really go fast with them. I mean, you know, if you want to make out with them, whatever. It doesn't matter because you're just simply having fun. The potential bucket, you're probably going to take it a lot slower. You're going to collect data. You, you know, you really want to date each other. And that is really a nice way to kind of conceptualize things for yourself as you're dating different people. Then there's a third bucket, which I call question mark. You know, it's just like you don't have enough information. They could probably fall into either bucket. But as you date them more, they'll eventually go, you know, one or the other. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It's a nice way to kind of think about it because it's like a good way to date without guilt too, because you're very clear in your intentions and how you see these people. And again, you'll get to know yourself a lot better. So anyway, well, I hope that was helpful, Sue. Did, what, what are some things that you're thinking and feeling right now? Well, how do you deal with it when... Uh, they, there might be someone that you have put in the question bucket, mm -hmm. but they have put you in the possible bucket. Ah, that's a good question. And I mean, that's a, there's a longer answer to that, but I would say as long as you're clear about your intentions, and this is, Sue, learning how to have your voice more, because that's what you're practicing right now. Like you, you've never done that before. You usually have let the men drive it all and you haven't shared oh, yeah. enough in the beginning. This is your job to really share with them your intentions and how you feel 
about things. And if they're cool with it and they're okay with it, like you say, look, you're a nice guy, but right now I'm just dating and I'm looking to have fun. And I think you, you're a fun guy. Like, and if, if he's willing to go there with you, great. You said your intentions, but if he says, no, I really see, you know, you as a long-term kind of potential here. And he gives you those signals and messages and it's on you to put boundaries around that. And you might even have to walk away because that's not your intention. So it's really getting used to not letting the guy drive it as much as what you want. And, and, and you know, con conversely the same. I mean, the guy also has responsibility and being forthright with his intentions. So it's, you know, there's a learning curve. And I think, again, so as you try on all these dresses and you taste all these different candies, you'll, it, it'll start making sense and you'll feel more confident going in. And that's all going to help you flirt. That's all, you know, that's what we started with. It was flirting. But do you see how many layers there are to this? It's a deeper issue than just flirting. It's how we feel around it and the, you know, just our intentions and our goals. And that's going to make a huge difference in the signals that you send. I will start working on that now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, awesome. Sue, it was so nice having you. Thank you for sharing and being so open. I think a lot of people are relating to what you're saying and it's always a journey and we learn from each other. So thanks so much for joining us today. And this has been the Charisma Quotient. I am your host, Kim Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, make sure that you go to my site, seltzerstyle.com. And if you're looking for a great way to kind of get out and practice all this stuff, especially when it comes to flirting, come check out my dating makeover retreat, The Ultimate Sexy Reboot. It's a three-day weekend here in Southern California, and we're going to be working on all this stuff, flirting, style, how you express yourself, you name it. Again, it was great having you, and stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day. 